When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And let's be honest, folks. We can't have a successful business if we're not managing our finances. But it tends to be one of the things that business owners think about last. It's going to solve its own problem. Oh, we don't want to talk about it. That's taboo. All these various things. And so we're going to have so much fun talking with Andrea Jensen today. Welcome, Andrea. How are you doing? Hi, Deb. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Perfect. Well, you know, it is very appropriate that we're speaking with you. Um, It is Women's History Month, but I love talking to women all the time, but especially powerful women and women who, let's be honest, financial world isn't exactly one where we have a lot of women. So it's so much fun to be able to promote the intelligent, the knowledgeable, the wonderful women in this area. So let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into this. So Andrea Jensen is the founder of the Cash Flow CFO, the seven-figure entrepreneur's solution to scaling a profitable business. And she is the creator of the Predictable Profits Accelerator, which is a five-step holistic approach to creating predictable business profits. The Cash Flow CFO team provides fractional CFO services, fully outsourced accounting teams, and financial training programs. So again, Andrea, welcome. Thank you so much. Great. Well, you know, I always like knowing how my guests got to where they are today. And especially, as I said, because women don't typically go into the financial world and they certainly don't launch their own businesses. Um, So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So, um, you know, I never considered myself a numbers or a financial person either. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of a funny story. Mm -hmm. I was playing soccer in college Mm -hmm. and I was on a scholarship Mm -hmm. And I just was taking a a wide variety of courses and I happened to, you know, have to take some prerequisites Mm -hmm. for my business degree, which were accounting. Mm -hmm. And so I took my accounting classes and aced them. It was an easy A for me. Mm And so I said, huh, all right, let's take some more because mm-hmm. I'll take these ones as many as I can get. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept taking, uh, you know, moving up the mm-hmm. the, the courses mm-hmm. of accounting. And finally, one day my professor pulled me aside and he said, you know, this doesn't typically come easy to people. This is, right. you know, actually a challenging uh, um a challenging type of um, you know business course mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that most entre- most people take when they're mm-hmm. studying either entrepreneurship or mm-hmm. business finance or or international business and so I kind of was like huh well I like it I right. understand it my brain mm-hmm. worked this way mm-hmm. so you know there was kind of that initial spark of something mm-hmm. was was born there and fast forward graduated college went to go work um, my first role uh, in corporate was working for a venture capital firm. Mm. And so there I got to see a lot of different um, types of industries, types of businesses. And I got to see the inner workings of what happened behind the scenes Mm -hmm. 
you know, working in venture capital. And so I think that's really where I was bit by the entrepreneurship bug. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't realize it for many, many years, I kept climbing Mm -hmm. the corporate ladder and working for different, um, Types. I worked for a mm-hmm. private equity company. I worked for, you know, just a lot of different mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the accounting field. Mm-hmm. And um, then life gave me a little twist and turn. And I um, had a daughter who was born with cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided, you know, maybe this corporate grind mm-hmm. isn't going to suit my lifestyle mm-hmm. anymore. And so that's when I um, decided, well, I, I, had the intention of going out on my own, mm-hmm. but uh, at the time you were not able to get medical insurance, right? Um, or with it cost you so much that yes, yeah. it was mm-hmm. just not attainable. So I hung out in corporate for a little longer mm-hmm. than I probably should have. You know, my mm-hmm. heart wasn't there any mm-hmm. longer, and um, and then finally, when I was able to, um, my daughter was was healthy, doing well. Yay. And I was, yeah, it was, uh, she's 14 now and she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's when I decided, okay, I'm really going to go out and do this mm-hmm. on my own now when I, all the stars mm-hmm. lined up and I was able to. I love it. You know, and I'm a survivor. So, you know, yay, definitely yay. yay. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, but, you know, I, I love your story because I think so many people think, you know, I'm going to go down this path. And they don't deviate from it um, for whatever reason. I mean, sometimes it does work out. And other times they they do sometimes think I have to because I committed to that path. Um, you know, and, and I love that that you said, we're going to do what we need to do while we need to do it. And then we're going to go on um, from there. And and so that's that's great to, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. And I think also this goes, you know, hand in hand with entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It's testing. There's a lot of testing, trying Mm -hmm. different things, seeing Mm -hmm. what works, seeing what the market responds to, seeing what, you know, all the different components of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's life as well, right? Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be rigid. This is what I'm going to do because until you get in there and start doing it, you really don't know Mm -hmm. if that's the right path for you. You know, and I love that your background has so much diversity in it because as you work with companies, it, it does give you that knowledge to to be able to say, "Hey, we need to do this." But you know, as as I was looking through this, my first thought was, "How many people think?" Well, I mentioned it at the very start. We don't talk about money. You know, they say that's the the worst thing that couples have to to deal with is you know those kind of conversations. And then the bad thing is, we think about that with our business too. And it's just very strange because, you know, even nonprofit organizations are actually for profit. If they didn't make money, they couldn't operate, right? And so we all have to have that. But I think we somehow think that there's this taboo, this, you know, we, we, we can't talk about it. And, and so then what happens is I think that's where companies, whether they're a one person or, you know, 10,000, that's where then they get into trouble because they don't think, okay, I need help. Mm-hmm. Is that what you find? Yeah, absolutely. I think at 100% having money equals having mm-hmm. opportunities right. and opportunities can come in all different mm-hmm. shapes and forms. The opportunity to serve more clients, the mm-hmm. opportunity to provide a financial uh, lifestyle and future mm-hmm. for your family, the opportunity to do the same for your employees' families, mm-hmm. right? So it's not um, money is not bad. Money mm-hmm. is neutral. Mm-hmm. It just you know depends on the the type of opportunities right. that you want mm-hmm. to bring into your life. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, the successful businesses understand this. Mm-hmm. And they understand how to um, budget their money so mm-hmm. that it, it works hard mm-hmm. in their business for them. Right. And they don't have to work as hard mm-hmm. um, pushing that, you know, big boulder up the hill mm-hmm. versus I understand my margins. I understand mm-hmm. how I'm allocating, mm-hmm. you know, every dollar in revenue that you generate equals 100%. Mm-hmm. And how you allocate that in your business is really going to determine mm-hmm. whether you're profitable or not, mm-hmm. whether you are able to pay your team a mm-hmm. competitive wage and attract mm-hmm. top talent mm-hmm. and, you know, just all of the different things, mm-hmm. marketing to bring in your mm-hmm. dream clients. Um, so 
when you understand as a business owner uh, what money does, the purpose it mm-hmm. serves in your business, right. it, you're you're a lot happier mm-hmm. and uh, less stressful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and it's funny in my experience. Uh, you know, you obviously have a CEO. There's always the person in charge. They might not go by that title. They might give themselves some fancy made up thing. You know, <laughs> they might call themselves founder, president, whatever. But there is that person in charge. And then a lot of times they'll get a, a, a marketing person. So they have a like a, a CMO. They might have a CIO, um, you know, and, and all those things. But it seems like the last person they really, now they might, now they do probably, you know, in many cases have someone doing their books, you know, meeting payroll, paying bills, all of those things might be them. They might be doing it themselves. But it seems like the very last person a business thinks about hiring tends to be the C, the, the CFO, the chief financial officer. Why do you think that is? I think it's a misunderstood role. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, when I talk to business owners and I explain what we do and mm-hmm. how we do it and the mm-hmm. effect it has on a business, I hear time and time again, oh, I didn't even know that existed. Right. And it's it's really unfortunate because, mm-hmm. you know, the services, for example, my company provides is a fractional. Right. So you're not paying 200, 300,000 right. a year mm-hmm. to get this, mm-hmm. uh, this type of experience mm-hmm. and financial guidance mm-hmm. in your business. You're able to get it at a fraction of the cost, right. but still get that targeted information mm-hmm. that's going to move you to the next revenue level, mm-hmm. to the next, you know, whatever it may be that your goals are right. in your business. And so I wish that everyone had a fractional Mm -hmm. CFO until they're ready to bring on a Mm full-time CFO because the things that uh, I think the big misunderstanding comes from, yes, I have a bookkeeper and I have a tax preparer, but those are all historical viewpoints in your business. Right. They're looking at what happened in the past. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They're reporting on what you've already done mm-hmm. as that business owner. Mm-hmm. Your CFO is looking forward into uh-huh. the future, telling mm-hmm. you, here's what's coming up, mm-hmm. here's how to plan, mm-hmm. and here's how to be profitable. Mm-hmm. So you need everybody because they all serve very mm-hmm. important roles. But a lot of business owners think that they're going to get that strategic guidance and advice from their tax preparer, who mm-hmm. oftentimes is, is a CPA. Mm-hmm. But CPAs are vastly different in the skills that they're trained right. for mm-hmm. and the services that they're providing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really where the CFO provides mm-hmm. that expert guidance and comes alongside the business owner and says, I'm your partner in profitability. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to do it. Right. And they dissect that entire business model to understand mm-hmm. how every single cent is spent mm-hmm. To be able to make the most profitable business model mm-hmm. as possible. Right. And it is very much a team, whether you've got, you know, a fractional CFO or a full-time CFO, you know, they, they're working with your marketing, with your sales, with, you know, depending on what you do, if you have R&D, I mean, all of those things, because they, they do all have to know what's going on with each other. Um, you know, I've worked in businesses where we had the silos. You know, this department never talked to that department. And, and you know, when we bump into each other in the hall, you kind of felt guilty if you were even saying, hey, just did you watch such and such on TV last night? Um, you know, and, and of course, it really is a team that you need to be building. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's so much that your CFO needs to have the pulse of in your mm-hmm. business. Right. So what's coming down your sales mm-hmm. pipeline? What's your sales conversion mm-hmm. rate? Do we have the team planned to be able to deliver mm-hmm. on those sales when mm-hmm. you make them? Do we have enough product in inventory? Right. Do we have enough all the things? Mm-hmm. So if they don't have their finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. what's coming down the sales pipeline, mm-hmm. they're doing you a disservice right. in your business because that's you're missing the mm-hmm. whole point of the, the strategy mm-hmm. and the planning piece. Right. As well as monitoring your customer acquisition mm-hmm. rate. Right. So you need to understand and give your marketing team clear guidance mm-hmm. as to, okay, I did, you know, 10 million last year. This year I want to do 15 million. Mm-hmm. That equates to X number of new sales mm-hmm. at this average transaction price. 
And then looking at, well, I know how much it costs me to acquire Mm -hmm. those new sales. And so bringing that data to your marketing team and saying, okay, marketing team, I need 300 qualified leads and I've got 10,000 to pay for it or whatever your numbers Mm -hmm. may be. That's going to provide your marketing team Mm -hmm. with the clarity that they need to see, okay, this is what Mm -hmm. success looks like for us working Mm -hmm. for you. And then you have clear metrics that you can track as the Mm -hmm. business owner to see, are we on track to hit our goals? Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know why my camera just got all fuzzy, but look, I'm all fuzzy. Let's see if I can make up there. I'm better. Um, I I, I loved it. You're talking about clear goals and I faded away. Um, You know, the, the other thing they have to, you know, they, they really do have to have the pulse of everything that's going on in the business, HR legal. I mean, you know, if you, if say HR needs to to hire up or staff down, I mean that's clearly a financial thing. Especially if you're, you know, maybe you're going to to do some planned layoffs that are going to entail severance packages, um, you know, and and or maybe there's some bugaboo coming in the the legal department where you might need a chunk of change all of a sudden, you mm-hmm. know, all of these things, and of course, you know, the 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 owner, president, CEO, whatever the heck we're calling that person. They want to think that they have their hands and their arms around everything. But unless you are basically the business of one, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So in that case, they need management dashboards. Mm -hmm. They need to have where each of those key positions in the company have metrics or Mm -hmm. data that they're providing Mm -hmm. to the business owner, the CEO, the founder, whoever it Mm -hmm. is, so that they can, that's how they have their arms wrapped around everything is Mm -hmm. by having this dashboard Mm -hmm. that's showing all of the different KPIs Mm -hmm. or key performance indicators for each of the different Mm -hmm. divisions. And then understanding how do I interpret this data Mm -hmm. in my decision-making process? Right. And right. so that's the key that as your company grows, and I think a lot of business owners that go from six to seven to eight figures, mm-hmm. there's that big gap and you're missing. Mm-hmm. You you can keep your arms around it pretty well at the six figures. Right. Mm-hmm. But as your business grows, mm-hmm. the complexity grows, the mm-hmm. amount of team, the amount of transactions, mm-hmm. the volume and, and everything, you cannot keep your arms wrapped around it like you did before. No. You know, and, and I think that's why so many business owners get so frustrated is they do try and and do it all. Um, you know, that's one of the things when I'm talking with people who are starting their business say is, you know, they don't want to ask for help because it they might be admitting they don't know everything. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try and do open heart surgery on myself or change my own oil. Why wouldn't I want a tax accountant, a business lawyer? I mean, all of those various things. But of course, it's exactly what you're talking about with the fractional person. I don't need those 80 hours a week, 40 hours a week, whatever the hours a week are. Um, and you know, and, and maybe I just need somebody to do it two hours a week, you know, and, and then obviously things ramp and ramp up and ramp down. But that's where I love the concept of fractional because I think so many people think they have to hire a full-time person to do whatever it is. So talk to us a little bit more about the concept of a fractional um, type of, of person. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. The need really um, was clear when mm-hmm. we started doing the accounting services. Mm-hmm. That was what we entered the market with right. first. Mm-hmm. And we would provide these beautiful financial reports mm-hmm. to our business owner clients and off they'd go to a drawer or a right. or yeah. wherever they, they opened you know, the they, PDF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we said, hmm, we know that there is so much valuable mm-hmm. data in those reports. Right. And the disconnect is the business owners, to them, it's just mm-hmm. numbers and letters on mm-hmm. a sheet, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. tell a story. Mm-hmm. And so that's where our fractional CFO services Mm -hmm. were really born out of Mm -hmm. was saying, hold on, let me take that data for you and put it in a a format that Mm -hmm. you will be able to interpret and use. Because I don't understand spreadsheets and KPIs and. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It takes it, you know, the financially trained brain to Mm -hmm. understand the reports that the accounting is spitting out. Mm -hmm. And if you, if that's your, you know, 
trade, then that's what mm-hmm. you would be doing all the time. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of business owners that mm-hmm. that is not what they're doing. Right. And, and they again, many... they don't want to admit that they don't understand it. Yeah. And they have so many beautiful gifts that they're bringing to their clients. And so mm-hmm. we needed to find a way to, okay, how do we do it? That's affordable to mm-hmm. them. And also we know is going to provide that mm-hmm. value. Right. And so that's where we decided let's do it fractionally. We've mm-hmm. got two different offerings. They can come in at the, let me dip my toe in this and see if this, you know, mm-hmm. how does this even work? And then from there, mm-hmm. everybody upgrades to the full package because mm-hmm. they're like, I want more. It's like, once right. you show mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. what's what's buried in mm-hmm. their business and how to be more profitable, who doesn't want more mm-hmm. of that, right? right. You know, and you mentioned that if if I have this correct, that it's usually the point where they need to start thinking about this is when they they're they're going from the six figure to the seven figure, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and so is that is that right? Where they that's the point where they really need to start thinking about bringing in because they they probably still don't need a full time CFO, but they definitely need a fractional part time person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's when you are. You know, there's a lot that if you're good, if you have a good product, you have mm-hmm. a good service and you're good at sales, you can get pretty far in your business, mm-hmm. but you might get to that point where you feel like you're on a hamster wheel, where mm-hmm. the more money you bring in, the right. more it's going right back out the door. I know. And where in the heck did it go? <laughs> if you've ever asked yourself that question, you need a CFO. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever asked your current financial team to tell you that data and they can't, mm-hmm. you need a CFO. Right. So those are some of the the big things that are the ahas when you're going mm-hmm. from from those different revenue mm-hmm. levels because when you hit the seven figure mark you have to be much more strategic in your mm-hmm. business to number one sustain it mm-hmm. and then number two to keep growing it right right you know and and it it really is one of those things where that's that's a big big number for a lot of of companies. What about the smaller guys that are, you know, maybe they're in the fives or they just, you know, just are hitting six figures. What do they need to be thinking about? So one of the very first hires that you should have is a good bookkeeper. Okay. Because that good bookkeeper is going to set up systems and processes mm-hmm. to track your data. Okay. So that when you are ready to bring in a higher level financial mm-hmm. expert into your business, there's historical. Your books aren't on Excel. Yes. <laughs> you have some some beautiful stuff for us to go through and mine the data mm-hmm. to be able to answer the questions mm-hmm. that you're trying to get mm-hmm. answered in your business. So that's the first step. So, okay. you know, when you're starting off, even if you're hiring somebody for five mm-hmm. hours a month, that's mm-hmm. okay. Start right. somewhere mm-hmm. and get somebody that you've interviewed and they're clear. They understand what they're doing. They're right. not just, oh, I decided I'm going to go into this industry and I'm doing it at my kitchen yeah. table. I can do math. <laughs> yeah. Because let me tell you, we clean up a lot of books because mm-hmm. and it's not a very regulated, you know, like bookkeepers. Right. Anyone mm-hmm. could say they're a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. So Check references, Mm -hmm. make sure they've got an accounting degree. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. You're good good there. Mm -hmm. Then as you sell and you um, have proof of concept with your your product or service, then you're going to grow into the six figures. And then you're going to make it pretty far with just that small team Mm -hmm. until you're ready to bring in Mm -hmm. more of that strategic guidance. Right. And and it is really about as you said setting that initial groundwork um you know i i re- you know i joke about excel now i might know my books are not on excel <laughs> you know? but so many people are or worse they're they're just writing them down um you know and and you know i i was talking with a business owner several months ago and asked to you know i just asked for something that they you know wanted and it was a question about something they had an inventory and they got out their spiral notebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you do put that into at least Excel? No, no. They did it all very old school. Um, you know, and, and of course, my thought with that was one misplaced cup of coffee mm-hmm. and they're in serious trouble. Um, yeah. You know, and, and uh, or, or, you know, anything like that. And, and granted, you know, things can happen to computers, but that's why things are on the cloud and, mm-hmm. you know, all those various things. 
But it is about really setting those initial goals. And, and you know, I'm a marketing person by trade. So we talk about you know, having your marketing goals. And, and you can't get from point A to point D without knowing how you're going to get there. Because aside from anything else, if you get there, you're not going to know you were there, right? You know, if you <laughs> and and so you have to plan. And I think that's the thing that so many people forget is that you absolutely must be planning from a financial aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been very interesting to look back. And as my business has grown mm-hmm. and we've doubled every year mm-hmm. since we started. Nice. It's looking at how much of my time Mm -hmm. has increased as Mm -hmm. the business has increased. My Mm -hmm. time has increased correspondingly Mm -hmm. to how much time I sit and think about strategy Mm -hmm. and planning. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because I feel like I spend a lot of time there Mm -hmm. and it's not just planning on the financial Mm -hmm. because that's what comes naturally to me. Mm -hmm. It's planning with the marketing team. It's Mm -hmm. doing strategy with know, each division in my company now mm-hmm. and saying, what do you need this month, mm-hmm. this quarter, this year? How are we planning for that? What mm-hmm. do you see, you know, happening in the market? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So we're always looking at how can we add more value mm-hmm. and love on our clients more. Mm-hmm. And so planning, you know, this is just perfect into what you're you were saying is mm-hmm. like you have to be spending the majority of your time mm-hmm. as a leader in a business planning. Right. You know, and of course, most people don't go into business to do that. You know, they, they're going into business because they like public speaking or they like doing marketing or, you know, whatever it is. And they don't realize really that planning is a big part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fine too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of businesses out there that are lifestyle businesses mm-hmm. and they're generating a nice, mm-hmm. um, you know, healthy paycheck right. for the business owner mm-hmm. and they're content doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they definitely mm-hmm. add a lot of, you know, value to the market. Mm-hmm. If you're a business owner that wants to grow and scale a company, mm-hmm. it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and as we've been saying, it is, it's it's planning multiple things. I mean, you know, if you're planning on growing your company, obviously marketing and sales are a very big part of that. Um, you know, and and but you know, nothing happens if you don't have the money for it. You know, we can have the greatest marketing plan in the world, we can have the most fabulous sales pipeline, but if we don't have money to accomplish what we're doing, it's not gonna matter. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the holistic view mm-hmm. of the business has to come into mm-hmm. that that whole um process. Right. And so sales and marketing, mm-hmm. you're you're spending money to mm-hmm. acquire leads. Mm-hmm. And then you're turning those leads into sales. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in that capacity, you really have to understand mm-hmm. how much does it cost me to acquire right. a customer. Mm -hmm. So that you can, you know, back into, well, how many Mm -hmm. do I need to hit my sales goals, Mm -hmm. to hit my revenue goals, to Mm -hmm. back into all of that, that big, um, you know, the master Mm -hmm. plan. And, And I think that's the best place for a business owner to start when they're creating a financial roadmap to achieve a financial goal is to Mm -hmm. understand all the different levers, if you will, Mm -hmm. the different components that make up their whole business Mm -hmm. model. And that's really where a fractional CFO can, can right. give you that insight. Yeah, because you do understand those various pieces. And so you can start pulling them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 it's it's funny, you know, I talked about the silos. You know, it, it's people tend to be very protective of some of that. You know, I'm not gonna tell you this because you might take that from me, or you know, all those things. Well, of course, if we don't communicate well then the business is not going to be successful, you know, and, and, and I always, you know, it was always really funny. Like I said, you know, I'm a marketing person when marketing and sales did not talk to each other. I'm like, <laughs> you know, this makes no sense to me, but, you know, or, or, you know, in times of, of challenging times, you do away with one or the other. Well, no, you, you still need both of those, but, and of course, all of this is you need all of this all the time. You just need to be able to scale it up and scale it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have that foresight into when mm-hmm. to do what. At right. what point in your business mm-hmm. do I d- 
double down on my ad spend mm-hmm. because I have an ad that's converting mm-hmm. like hotcakes. Right. Or how do I know that, hey, this campaign, this marketing mm-hmm. campaign is not actually giving mm-hmm. me any return on my investment right. and I need to pull the plug mm-hmm. on it. So right. that's where your marketing people um, are the creative brains mm-hmm. to come up with the strategy mm-hmm. and the the execution of the campaigns, mm-hmm. but it's the financial team that helps you to marry the two together right. and tell you, this is your mm-hmm. ROI. This is, you know, mm-hmm. these are the hard numbers that are being produced from what the efforts of the marketing <clears throat> mm-hmm. division is doing. And then this is what the sales team, you know, it might turn out that um, it's a vanity metric that mm-hmm. the marketing team is creating because mm-hmm. when the sales team gets their hands on those leads, they're not able to convert them. Right. So yeah, marketing might to. say, I brought you a hundred leads. Exactly. <laughs> and the salespeople go, yeah, but we only converted two. Now, you know, if those two are major money, then that's different. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's all about knowing all of those numbers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And understanding how you're allocating the money that I'm receiving mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. How am I, number one, fulfilling on that sale? Mm-hmm. But then how am I strategically using what's left over? Right. Mm-hmm to get my next mm-hmm. customer, to mm-hmm. get my next new hire, to mm-hmm. get my next whatever it may right. be bill you have to pay. Mm-hmm. That's really where it comes into this mm-hmm. whole um, process of understanding how am I pricing mm-hmm. my products so that I have enough mon- money left mm-hmm. over to do all the other functions mm-hmm. of the business and be profitable mm-hmm. and looking at you know, labor costs right now mm-hmm. If you looked back over the last 18 months of labor mm-hmm. costs, oh my goodness, right? You're going to mm-hmm. see this crazy inflated number right. because of the way that just the market and all mm-hmm. of life's events have happened mm-hmm. to right. the economy. Mm-hmm. So if you're not monitoring that and raising mm-hmm. your prices in step with what it's costing you mm-hmm. to, to hire the delivery portion of the team... Mm-hmm you're really going to be left holding the bag mm-hmm. because you're not going to have any money left over to continue to right. generate new revenue mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. all the things that the business cycle has mm-hmm. to be able to do and function with. Right. You know, and I think we saw the biggest examples of companies just not knowing what's going on themselves when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. You know, Now, granted, it, it went on a heck of a lot longer than anybody ever thought it would. But you know, so many businesses, I think, went out of business because they had no idea what was going on in their own business. You know, did they have enough money to pivot and do something different? Did they have enough money to keep paying their employees, even if they weren't doing anything? Um, You know, all of these various things. And, and, you know, we saw a lot of companies obviously struggle for a while. and, And then unfortunately, a lot go out of business. But I think those that were able to survive knew where they stood. You know, they mm-hmm. knew, okay, we can go to X bank and get this money. You know, we can do this. We can do that. We do have these reserves. We can lay off half of our workforce. You know, we can we can put in a drive-through window, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they knew what was going on as opposed to the, well, maybe can we do uh, mm-hmm. We're just going to wing it and see if we can get money from somewhere else that just comes to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple of big things on that. If if the business was a, I'll just sell more because mm-hmm. sales fixes everything. Right. Mm-hmm. They got a hard wake up call because you couldn't sell more. Right. You know, like they Unless were... you sold masks and disinfectant, you were in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. And then number two is those businesses that were propped up by the different government programs mm-hmm. are now going out of business. Right. Yeah. Because and, they didn't plan for that to, for that money to decrease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's a, uh, it just, it's just a, uh, a foundation of business mm-hmm. is to always understand your numbers. Right. Even if you don't like numbers, even mm-hmm. if it's the, you know, you got, mm-hmm the worst grades in school when it came to anything to do with numbers, mm-hmm. you can hire beautifully smart, right. heart-centered people mm-hmm. that will hold your hand mm-hmm. through it all and, and explain mm-hmm. it to you in a way that makes sense. Right. And that's actually a really good point too. Mm-hmm. If you're working with somebody who does not explain it to you in a way that makes sense, mm-hmm. 
find somebody else yes. because there are plenty of people mm-hmm. out there that can do that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a numbers <clears throat> lover. You know, mm-hmm. we we get a lot of uh, testimonials and feedback from our clients that say, I hated numbers. <coughs> but once I started working with mm-hmm. your team, I crave more data. I right. crave more mm-hmm. numbers because I've learned to love them mm-hmm. because you've explained them in a way mm-hmm. that no one has ever done before. Right. For me to even understand Mm -hmm. why does this matter to me? Mm -hmm. What value am I getting as a business Mm -hmm. owner from this information? Right, right. Well, you know, Andrea, when I when I read your bio, one of the things I mentioned was the five-step holistic approach. Give us a little bit more detail about that. Sure. So we've we've touched a little bit on it Mm -hmm. in just our our conversation Mm -hmm. organically, but essentially the first step is to understand the data that you have. So we mentioned your first hire Mm -hmm. should be a bookkeeper, no matter Mm -hmm. where you're at in your business, that Mm -hmm. should be the first, even if it's five hours a month, Mm -hmm. because the data integrity is what really matters when we first come in to work with a client, Mm -hmm. because we're going to use that historical Mm -hmm. information to forecast forward Mm -hmm. into the future. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. So once you understand you have your books match your tax return, everything ties out, Mm -hmm. Um, you're comfortable saying, okay, yes, I can use this to predict future mm-hmm. um, results in the mm-hmm. business. And then it's creating that that financial roadmap. Where do you mm-hmm. want to be financially with the business um, under the assumption that your business is an asset mm-hmm. to create wealth for right. the business owner? It's not a hobby. <laughs> and it's okay if it is, but that's a very different conversation. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is your one-year financial goal, mm-hmm. three-year financial goal, mm-hmm. five-year financial goal? Because we want to be making decisions mm-hmm. working backwards. Right. Right. We're always looking at, mm-hmm. you know, if you tell me you want to potentially sell your business or mm-hmm. exit in three years, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you very different advice. Right. Somebody who <clears throat> wants to pass mm-hmm. it down to their children in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So understanding what it is that you're building this asset mm-hmm. for is mm-hmm. really important. So that's your step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is looking at your pricing mm-hmm. because you have to really understand how much does it cost me to deliver what I'm selling, mm-hmm. whether it's a product right. or a service. Mm-hmm. If you are very clear on your cost of goods or mm-hmm. cost of revenue, then you know how to price your products mm-hmm. appropriately so that you have, you know, that is costing you no more than 40 to 50% of the sales mm-hmm. price. Then you have money left over to market. You mm-hmm. have money left over to pay for your general mm-hmm. and administrative overhead expenses. Mm-hmm. And you have profit built into mm-hmm. your sales price. So it's not a surprise at the end of the month if mm-hmm. you're profitable or not. Mm-hmm. You've put it into the recipe to bake this cake right. and you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So that's our second module. Our third is the marketing. Mm-hmm. So how is your marketing tied into step one and step two? Okay understanding your customer acquisition cost, Mm -hmm. understanding your customer lifetime Mm -hmm. value, understanding how every dollar that you put into that marketing budget, Mm -hmm. that line item, Mm -hmm. what is it doing? What is Mm -hmm. it, the ROI that you're Mm -hmm. getting? And is it enough to hit your sales goals, Mm -hmm. right? So we go into looking at um, your different marketing channels. Mm -hmm. We're tracking the results of each of those based on how much you've spent on them. Mm -hmm. And then the sales conversion rate based on each channel. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at that because Mm -hmm. that's going to tell us, am I going to hit my revenue Mm -hmm. goals or do I need to, you Mm -hmm. know, put more money in marketing and spend less in GNA or, you know, it's that, that game of you've only got a hundred percent of every dollar to allocate Mm -hmm. into one of those four big buckets. Mm -hmm. Each business is going to do it a little bit differently based on what their market is, Mm -hmm. based on what their industry is, based on what their goals are. So Mm -hmm. that's what the CFO helps them figure Mm -hmm. out. From there, we're building out a sales forecast. We're building out a budget. We're Mm -hmm. building out a KPI dashboard. Mm -hmm. We're building out all of the things that you need so that you're not looking at financial statements Mm -hmm. and trying to translate them. We're doing all that translation for you and just giving you beautiful graphs that are telling you Mm -hmm do this, don't do that Mm -hmm. kind of advice. Mm -hmm. Um, So then we move into KPIs, which is the monitor and adjust. Mm -hmm. So every month now we're looking at, here's what we thought was going to happen. Here's what actually happened. Here's the variance. Mm -hmm. What do we do with this data? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, so and why did it happen? All of those exactly. various things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's going to tell you the do more of this because it's working really well. Right. And, and stop doing stop that. Doing this because <laughs> it's not working. Very mm-hmm. simple, you know, uh, information there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our fourth module. And our fifth module is really where we increase your impact in mm-hmm. In the world, right? So you're able to serve more clients because mm-hmm. you're profitable. Right. You're able to, you know, whatever it is that you, the business owner, have mm-hmm. set out as this is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to accomplish with your business. You now understand every step prior mm-hmm. to that, and you're able to mm-hmm. uh, really affect the outcome mm-hmm. of right. what your business is doing. Right. Yeah, you know, and and I love that at the very start, it's figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because for some people it's going to be, I want the Jaguar and this and this and this, I want more free time. I want, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I was talking with somebody and, and I'm doing public speaking and, and they said, you know, well, how many times a month do you want to speak? Now I know I, you know, I, you know, and, and, and I told him, I said, I do not want to travel more than once a month. And they went, well, that's not going to bring you much. And I said, that's all right. I'm not going to travel more than once a month. Um, you know, and, and, and so, and, and my team understands, okay, this is, is what we're doing now. Something comes up. That's fantastic. Sure. You consider it. Uh, but you know, for so many people, it is, you know, like you said, do they want a legacy business that they're going to sell or pass on to their children? Is it, you know, Hey, I just want to do this till I retire. And that's in X number of years. All of those things really do play into it because there's obviously you can be too big, too small. I mean, you know, and and you want to hit that little sweet spot where you're serving all of those needs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it gives the the business owner a lot more clarity Mm -hmm. as well when they say, oh, I want to double or triple. Mm -hmm. And then you go, okay, here's what it's going to take for that to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then they go, whoa, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let's mm-hmm. let's scale it back. Let's find something right. that that meets the mark on mm-hmm. you know the financial side mm-hmm. and also the commitment side right. because you know it takes mm-hmm. a lot to grow a business mm-hmm. and it's a big commitment mm-hmm. and right. so you know each business owner has their own different level mm-hmm. of what their ideal business looks mm-hmm. like. You know, and and uh, I I'm also thinking of this is that the the CFO you know. Is somebody who kind of keeps you grounded, um, you know. In in marketing, we talk about having BHAGs, those big, hairy, audacious goals, and you know maybe that's to sell you know X number of of things or make X number of amount and and all of those. But those do have to be reasonable goals. You know, I can't say my goal is that I'm making five million dollars in a year. Now I could say that obviously, but is it a reasonable goal? And that's where the the CFO is going to say, "Okay, you want to do that? That's great." But as we said, here's what it will take. First of all, you're going to have to clone yourself, <laughs> you know, and, multiple and, times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and all of those things, and and because we, as especially as the business owner, we get caught up in the dream. You know, and we're told dream big and all of those things. But then, you know, when reality comes crashing in, unfortunately, then what happens is it completely crashes in um, and and we don't recover from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really like each of us are the creator of our reality, Mm -hmm. right? We're the creator of whatever it is Mm -hmm. that we're doing. And so this is just more information Mm -hmm. to know. Are you on the right track to be mm-hmm. creating it, what you've mm-hmm. said you want to create, mm-hmm. or are you, you know, you took a left turn when you should mm-hmm. have gone right, right, kind of thing? And mm-hmm. it'll just help you have mm-hmm. that that visibility mm-hmm. into, you know, it's a labor of love to grow mm-hmm. a business, right? That's that's one thing I think mm-hmm. every business owner can agree on. Mm-hmm. So you should at least know which direction you're heading on mm-hmm. the freeway uh, mm-hmm. to get to that right. end result, and hopefully you're after. not going the total wrong way. <laughs> Yes. So one of the things we also mentioned in your bio was predictable profits. What the heck is that? Yeah. So predictable profits is really understanding all of the components that go into your business model so that you can say for every dollar in revenue I generate, I know 20 cents Mm -hmm. is going to be my 
my profit. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I've planned, Mm -hmm. I know exactly how much it costs me to deliver my Mm -hmm. product or service. I know exactly how much it costs me to acquire a customer and convert them Mm -hmm. into a sale. And I know how much it costs me to pay for all of my overhead Mm -hmm. and my general and administrative Mm -hmm. uh, expenses so that there's no surprises to what's going into my profit bucket at the end of each Mm -hmm. sale. I know that this is what Mm -hmm. I'm going to be um, putting aside for profit. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and and it's that is tricky, you know, but again, that comes back to knowing about your business, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and obviously when we're starting out, that's not going to (laughs) happen. We're still kind of winging it a lot, but we also should be planning for that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I think that's the thing that we see so many businesses where they've been in business five, 10 or longer, and they still cannot put their hands around what their, their expenses are every month. Um, you know, one of my favorites are, you know, I, I, we do a lot of, of uh, helping uh, people with their social media and they'll say, I like doing marketing on social media because it's free. Well. Okay, it's assuming they're not buying ads, sure, but your time is one of the most precious things that people have, and and I think that's where we see people fall is they don't re- they don't take that into account. It's like okay, well, sure, you might want to do all of your marketing on social media, which no, don't do that. I'm, you know, that's that's not good, but um. You know, and and but it, that might mean that you're having to spend six hours a day doing that. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Can you do it if it's an hour, fifteen minutes? I mean, all of those various things. So you know, we need to keep those in mind. And and you know, it, it, it's it really is just a matter of having your, as we said, you know, having your arms around all of those various expenses. So it is going to take everybody saying. I mean, you know. We all know the saying, you know, that that for for a new hire costs thirty thousand dollars, or you know, it's probably more than that now. And so, you know, if you're talking to your salespeople and your salespeople are saying we're going to need ten more employees, well, that's three hundred thousand dollars. See, I can actually do that math. Um, do you have that? Mm-hmm. You know, and and all of those various things, and and then not only that, do you have space for ten more people? Okay, they're going to home office. That's great. Do they do you have equipment for them? You know, all of those various things, which is why I think so many business people go, I'm just going to go back and work for somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's very true. I think Mm -hmm. they get to a point because you can grow organically, right? Being good at what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do get to a point where Mm -hmm. it's like, if you want to move to that next level, Mm -hmm. that's really where the strategy Mm -hmm. and the planning and the higher level Mm -hmm. team is going to be the only thing that can get you there. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a, not a, you know, there's no right or wrong way Mm -hmm. for everybody. There's a different journey Mm -hmm. and, and they're, they're all great. Right. And there's a lot of really, you know, people that have done the entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um, path and then decided Maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. I like the stability more. Mm-hmm. I like the benefits, as you yeah. were mentioning. Mm-hmm. Things yeah, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, one of the other benefits of having someone from the outside come in as a fractional CFO is many times people don't want to tell the owner, the CEO, the truth. I mean, yeah. I hate to put it that way, but but you know, they 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 sugarcoat things. They say, oh, it's okay, Mr. Boss. We've got it under control. But the, the CFO is going to look at it and go, what do you mean you have it under control? You know, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 they're going to say, oh, well, yeah, it's under control, but we need 10 more people, <laughs> you know, and, and and things like that. And 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 that's just a, a kind of the nature of the beast is we don't want to bother that, you know, the, the person in charge. We, we think we can handle it, all of those various things. When that outside person is really going to find out, yeah, there there could be a, a hiccup here. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the beauty of data and mm-hmm. numbers because mm-hmm. numbers numbers don't lie. <laughs> numbers don't lie, and mm-hmm. it's a very like it. It's either this or it's mm-hmm. that, and right. that's also the beauty of mm-hmm. setting up your business mm-hmm. so that it's numbers driven mm-hmm. for each role in right. your company as well. Mm-hmm. 
So if you've got three KPIs, key performance mm-hmm. indicators for mm-hmm. each role in your mm-hmm. business, then it's very easy to go back and say, hi, so-and-so, it mm-hmm. looks like the numbers are right. telling us mm-hmm. that we're not hitting what we had mm-hmm. set out to do. Yeah, And then it's not, I th- I don't, you take the, I think you're not doing a good mm-hmm. job, or I right. feel like you're yeah, not doing it's, a good It's job. not subjective any longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So numbers can, you know, mm-hmm. provide a, a lot of different uh, mm-hmm. uh, benefits in a business. Right. And uh, so that's why we help the business owners mm-hmm. set up systems mm-hmm. and processes to track the right numbers. Mm-hmm. Because you also know that the the old saying, bad data in is bad data right. out. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make sure that you've got mm-hmm. the right systems mm-hmm. in place to get the good data right. so that you can get that valuable mm-hmm. information out. Right. Yeah, and it's like we said, that starts when you're just starting your business. Mm-hmm. You know, is this an overhead cost? Is this a marketing cost? Is this, you know, all of those various things, which of course your your tax accountant is really gonna love when you you do those things. Um, but yeah, having it right to start with just means it's much easier to grow it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. And now you're just replicating success mm-hmm. once you've right. figured out and gotten mm-hmm. your business model to the profitable mm-hmm. point. You're not having to do a lot of testing and mm-hmm. things. And that's really where you plug the money leaks in your mm-hmm. business is because you're not just throwing money at mm-hmm. problems. Right. You've started, you've done it or you know, from the beginning mm-hmm. organically. And so you know that your model is profitable mm-hmm. at one unit or a hundred mm-hmm. units. Right. And then from there, it just becomes that how do I get more? more leads Mm -hmm. to sell what I know is profitable. Right. Right. And again, they might say, okay, I've reached the point I want to be at. I'm Mm -hmm. content here. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and, and I think that's probably one of the the problems that I see, you know, and, and I've talked with people in this, in the past, you know, we, we all have the fear of failure, but then there's also that fear of success. Mm -hmm. You know, the, what if we get too big? Well, that's where you have to have established those things. I mean, you know, if you don't want to have a staff of a hundred people, then you need to manage things so that you don't have a staff of a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all just working backwards from what that end goal mm-hmm. is and right. being very clear. And it can change. Mm-hmm. Right. right. From time to time, too. It doesn't right. have to be once mm-hmm. I said it over the next five years. I'm yes. stuck. This with is this. not in stone, folks. No, mm-hmm. no. And a lot of times that we do see that clients mm-hmm. say, OK, I want this goal. And they hit mm-hmm. that goal and then they go. No, I, I think I either want, you know, mm-hmm. this way or that way. Right. But they've got the clarity. Mm-hmm. They understand, mm-hmm. you know, what each of those different choices, right. you know, entail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this is just fascinating. And I'm one of those people, I don't like numbers, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I, I do have a, a pretty good handle on them. Um, you know, and, and, but we all know of businesses that, that don't, um, you know, unfortunately, like we said, we saw that a lot during COVID, but to me, that was an excuse. That was an excuse when people didn't know what they had and things can happen all the time. You know, I I mentioned when you were talking about your daughter, I mean, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2015. That really put a crimp on things. And, you know, so there's always things that can happen. And so if you have not planned for whatever it is, then you may or may not be able to successfully get through it. Um, You know, and, and I think that is obviously, and unfortunately where we see businesses fail is they don't stop and think something bad or good could happen. I mean, it can also be the other thing. You know, what if you get a monumental contract? Um, you know, one of, one of my favorite TV shows is The Big Bang Theory. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, in Mary. one of the episodes, Penny sells penny blossoms. So they're the barrettes that she makes. And, you know, she was figuring she'd make like 100. And the boys made her this fabulous website. And they got an order to be shipped in 24 hours of a thousand of these. And then while they're putting them together, because somebody forgot to take that off the website, they got another order for a thousand. You know, And so you can have good problems that you're having yeah. to, to solve also. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. And that's where you've got to have the financial resources mm-hmm. to go right. buy that inventory for oh, yeah. the, 
the mm-hmm. thousand or the two thousand. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's always a good rule of thumb mm-hmm. using that exact example. Mm-hmm. Have financing in place mm-hmm. before you need it. Right. You know, have and a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, our clients that were successful through COVID, mm-hmm. which they they all were because mm-hmm. they had all these foundational pieces right. in place mm-hmm. already. But when your business has its best year ever, Mm -hmm. or your business is the books just look Mm -hmm. as amazing as possible, Mm -hmm. even if you don't ever foresee the need to have a line of credit Mm -hmm. or credit cards through the Mm -hmm. business or whatever it may be, that is the time to go and shop them because Mm -hmm. you're going to get the best rates. You're going to get all the good Mm -hmm. stuff. They're going to be clamoring for you to be their Mm -hmm. customer. Mm -hmm. And then you have it in, you know, that example, or you have it in the example Mm of, you know, something mm-hmm. happens to your, your building mm-hmm. goes away or you, right. you just never mm-hmm. know what could yeah. happen. And so. Right. Well, and obviously folks, you check those things out, make sure they're legitimate. I get, I think two or three emails a day of companies that are going to offer the business power hour, a fabulous loan or line of credit. Mm. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a podcast. It doesn't need that anyway. Um, but, you know, and, and, but it looks good. I mean, it's, it's kind of the new spam thing that, that yeah. a lot of, of things are doing. So please don't fall for those. You know, if you're thinking, okay, I need a line of credit, then go don't answer somebody in an email, you know, go to your bank, your financial institution. I had a guest on not long ago um, uh, from a credit union and she was mm. talking about, you know, and, and so, yeah, there are so many, very legitimate sources that, yeah, yeah, you know, do that and and make sure that what you're doing really is, you know, appropriate and legal and and going to benefit your company and not their pocket. Yes. Go somewhere where you already have an established Mm -hmm. financial relationship when you're ready for those things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Andrea, this is why I set a timer because (laughs) I know that, you know, we're, we, we could just go on forever and yeah, folks, we could go on talking about financial stuff. So for those of you who are going, no, this is actually a fascinating subject. It really is very cool. So, you know, I, I always like to, to have you explain a little bit more about what it is that your company provides and then how people can find you and connect with you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So our website uh, is called thecashflowcfo.com. And you can learn about our services. You can uh, meet our team on there and and see, uh, you know, just a little bit of of how we've helped mm-hmm. business owners just like you uh, accomplish these financial goals that they have for their business. And you can there's all kinds of resources on there, mm-hmm. which is what I love. There's spreadsheets, worksheets. Right. So if you think uh, you're too small, it's okay. Still go yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Get on our newsletter. So you're getting our tips and, mm-hmm. you know, we're always providing, you know, that's one, one of our core, you know, pillars in our business is always add value. Even mm-hmm. if I can't, we're not the right fit mm-hmm. to work with you. Mm-hmm. There's some value I can right. give you for your business where you're at. Mm-hmm. I love that. And again, what was the website? Mm-hmm. com. Perfect. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they do that? So there's a contact us. They mm-hmm. can uh, schedule a call on okay. the website. Uh, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can uh, reach out to all of us through those various platforms. And um, yeah, we'd love to connect with you and, and find out how we can help support your business. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. And this really has been a fun discussion, you know, and, and I hope it has been for, for those who are listening and watching. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of been the theme weaved through our conversation today. It's understand what you're building before you set out to build it so that you're efficient with your time, your energy, your resources. And if you're looking to you know, exit your business in the next three to five years, which I know there's a, a lot of business owners that are, you want to be looking at adding value. How can I add value to my business so that when I go to sell it, the valuation, you know, the multiplier is higher. So that's really um, something that be aware of what your your three to five year goal is, and then find somebody that can help you now because it takes that long to really get everything in place so that all your hard work building this business, you get the highest, um, you know, payout for it. 
Perfect. I love it. Well, I've been having such a fun discussion with Andrea Jensen of the Cashflow CFO. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.